Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. This is episode one. I'm recording late on a Friday night. I am excited to be here. I am grateful to all of you for listening to episode zero, the sort of introductory episode that set up what the show hopes to be starting today. Uh, with episode one. Um, if you haven't listened to episode zero, I would encourage you to do so, and of course tell your friends. Uh, so, uh, what's going on these days? Uh, well, as I said, it's Friday night, I'm recording this. I'm recording this the Friday night of the weekend that the X-Files comes back to television. That's very cool. Um, I, I was a big X-Files guy uh, back uh, in the 90s when the show was on. Um, and I've been re-watching episodes to get ready for the uh, reboot uh, starting this weekend, the six episodes that they're going to do. Um, it strikes me that, that you know, X-Files is not a show that would probably get on even the Fox network uh, this these days. Chris Carter could never sell uh, a network on a show so um, layered, um, heavily plot and character driven both. It's not one or the other. Um, Mulder and Scully are, are richly deep uh, and richly flawed characters. Um, there are speech upon speech. Um, one episode is a drama, one episode's a comedy, another episode's a flat out horror story. Um, you wouldn't do that on network television these days. Maybe you do that on AMC, maybe you do that on HBO. Um, if it hadn't been such a big deal in, in the 90s, we would not be watching it again starting this weekend on network TV. This being an Atari podcast, of course, it's tempting to say, man, wouldn't it be awesome if uh, there was an Atari X-Files game? Um, but I'm not sure that you could. Uh, it's a pretty talky show. Uh, Atari has a lot of great things about it, but uh, obviously dialogue isn't one of them. Um, which may come into play in some of our story reviews uh, for the game. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about the X-Files. Let's see what else is going on. Um, more pop culture. Uh, I just read today Stephen Moffat is stepping down as uh, showrunner of Doctor Who. Uh, Chris Chibnall, uh, who wrote some Doctor Who episodes and uh, was producer on Torchwood and has done a lot of other really good things, is going to be taken over, but not until 2018. Bad news for Doctor Who fans. Uh, no new Who until the Christmas special 2016. And then we get a new season in 2017. Uh, so that's a bummer. Uh, I am not surprised that Moffat's leaving. Um, I think Chibnall's probably a good choice. Uh, but I'm curious what he's going to do with the show. I'm also curious if this means Peter Capaldi's going to be on his way out. Uh, in 2018 as well. Time will tell, I guess. Um, Alright, well, Doctor Who's great, X-Files is great, but we're here to talk about Atari. Uh, the episode, the game we're going to do this episode is Yar's Revenge, 1981 Atari game uh, for one or two players. Um, this is a game I got as a kid, probably for Christmas, maybe a birthday. Uh, I probably got it I don't think I ever actually played it like in the arcade or anything. I'm not even sure it is an arcade game. Um, 
I think I got this game because I circled it in one of those little catalogs that came with the game cartridges. Uh, Atari would slip a little catalog in there. Uh, if you like this game, check out these other ones. Uh, kind of like Amazon does now on its site. So that's probably how I got the game. And it, When I got it, it looked interesting, and I played it, and I always enjoyed playing it, but it was kind of a second-tier game for me. Um, it, it was never really a, a go-to um, you know, top shelf game like uh, like Mega Mania or uh, Donkey Kong or or one of those that that or Pitfall that I would go to first. But it was a nice you know sort of backup if I just wanted to play something just kind of goof around kind of game. Um, so how do you play? Uh, looking at the actual paper manual that came with my copy of the game back in the early 80s. And what we get from the manual is that the primary objective of the game is to break a path through the shield and destroy the Kotile with a blast from the Zorlon cannon. The secondary objective is to score as many points as possible. The shield is the red area in front of the Kotile base. It appears in one of two shapes, as an arch or a shifting rectangle. The shield is made up, made up of cells. The Yar Scout, that's you, can destroy these cells by firing them with energy missiles from any location on the playfield or by devouring them on direct contact. The Zorlon Cannon can be used to demolish cells, but this is a waste of a powerful weapon. Apparently, uh, the Yars are very uh, conscious of energy usage. Uh, and then it tells us that if we want to learn more how to control the Yar and other aspects of the game, be sure to read Section 3. Personally, I think reading Section 3 is for wimps, so we're just going to jump right into the game. Uh, and remember, the, the, uh, the point of the Atari Bytes podcast is a little bit about gameplay, a little bit about what we think of the game as a game, but mostly we're looking at does the gameplay support the story that we've been given. What we've been told is that you're a Yar Scout, the bad guy is the Kotile, and we gather from the name of the game, we're trying to get revenge on the Kotile. So we need to find out if that story uh, holds up. So, uh, after this break, you'll hear a little bit of me actually playing the game and you can laugh at me if you wish so i'll be right back after this in the inky black void of starless space. I'm about to start the game and go mano a mano with the evil Kotile, who in this game just looks like the bug-eyed triangle-faced picture of a space alien off a 1980s alien autopsy video. Uh, but I'm going to take him down because apparently he deserves it. Um, so here we go. And by the way, that low buzzing that you hear in the background, that's not my recording. That's actually in the game. Uh, apparently a little bonus feature of Yar's Revenge is you get that sort of low-level buzz in the background. Uh, it's for atmosphere, I guess. Or maybe it's aliens speaking to us and we just can't interpret the messages. We'll find out. Here we go. <laughs> 
I start the game, I'm firing on the for force field. Uh, Spaceman just turned into a blood red spiraling vortex of doom and shot out at me, but he missed. This little cursor dude is bugging me. Uh, I want to arm my Zoltan cannon, or whatever it was. Uh, I just called a photon torpedo. Oh, there he goes again. To arm it, get more of this force field. Oh, I did it. Well, good for me. Uh, back to you in the studio. Alright, so that was me playing Yar's Revenge. Uh, I evidently got my revenge in a fiery, multicolored explosion. And really, if you're going to explode, you want it to be a multicolored explosion, it seems to me. Um, so, is this, uh, is this a re good revenge story or not? Uh, we've got the cold, dead blackness of space, starless void of nothingness, evidently. Um, you on the left, Mr. Cotile Dude on the right, uh, looking like a creepy alien autopsy video space alien, and you're just going mano a mano, uh, going head to head. One of you's, only one of you's walking out alive. Uh, in between you is a neutral zone where you can hide, uh, although you can't hide from the spiraling blood red vortex of death that, uh, the cotile turns into every now and then. Uh, you can hide from the weirdly, uh, eerily floating cursor that kind of moves around the screen and can kill you. Um, but of course you're not there to hide. You're there to take out the cotile, which you do, um, only after you first give him a nice hug, uh, which seems odd to me. It's, it's like giving him the kiss of death. Here, let me come up and touch you uh, so that you can sow the seeds of your own demise. Basically, that's how you arm your uh, laser cannon, which I call the photon torpedo because that's what it looks like to me. Um, it's very, uh, it's very godfatherish, isn't it? Uh, Fredo, you've disappointed the family. Let me arm my photon torpedo. Um, but you know, that's how the game's played. Uh, and then you blast the guy out of the galaxy, and uh. I don't know. I guess you go home. In the game, what happens is you just go to the next level and blast him again in exactly the same way, except that the arch looks different. Like they said in the manual, uh, one level it looks like a like a, a rectangle kind of thing, and the other one's more of a, a curved sort of thing. Otherwise, the game's pretty much the same from level to level. Um. So here, here's my take on it. I'm not really seeing the revenge part. We've got uh, a lot of shooting, but from the looks of it, you, Mr. Yar, are kind of the aggressor in this game. Spaceman Kotile dude's just kind of sitting there. Uh, he goes after you, but basically because you're destroying this force field and coming after him. Um, I, I'm not getting a real good sense of, of what the revenge part of Yar's revenge is supposed to be. Um, the other thing that I'm struck by is that this is kind of a, a lonely game, you know? It's just you and one other guy going at it. 
in this sort of dark place. Um, it's like one of those stories when the hero and the enemy are trapped together and have to decide whether they're going to kill each other or they're going to find peace. Um, it's Picard and the Temerian Captain on Star Trek The Next Generation episode Darmok, or that Lou Gossett Jr. Dennis Quaid movie Enemy Mine. Um, in those stories, the enemies are thrust together, they fight a little bit, but then they eventually become allies to solve some common problem. In Yar's Revenge, however, one of you is going to die. Um, there's no working together to broker peace. There's no coming together to understand each other. Uh, somebody's just going to get blown up. Um, modern games, Xbox, PlayStation, that kind of thing, uh, sometimes get criticized for being bloody and violent. Atari games, including Yard's Revenge, are not like that. I mean, they're not graphic in any way. But I think Yard's Revenge kind of shows us that if you scratch beneath the surface a little bit, um, there's some kind of weird stuff under there. Um, I don't know. That's just something to think about, I guess. Um, basically, I guess what I'm asking is, did Werner Herzog design this game? I don't know. Um, it's a fun game. I like playing it. Uh, but like I said, if you analyze it as a story, um, it's kind of bleak. Uh, so, there you go. Um, one thing I think might help shed some light on this, though. Uh, and after the break, I'll tell you what that is. Okay, so in the box, with the uh, Yars Revenge game cartridge, there was a comic book called Yars Revenge The Cotile Ultimatum! Exclamation point. Um, this is one of a, a handful of comics that Atari put out in the 80s. Um, most of them were called Atari Force comics. Um, the Atari Force was a, a set of superheroes that I just saved the galaxy. Um, I don't think they were tied to any particular game uh, necessarily, but it was a series of books to kind of uh, highlight, I guess, what kids liked about playing Atari. Um, but they did put out a few uh, comics that actually directly related to games. Uh, there's one for Centipede, there's one for Yard's Revenge, there's uh, a Sword Quest comic. I'm not actually familiar with the Sword Quest game, but I'm assuming that there is actually a a game of Sword Quest. Um, the Yars Revenge comic um, kind of gives you the backstory uh, that we didn't have when we were playing this game. My favorite part of the comic, though, is the very first panel. Um, you've got the head Yar. Captain Yar, I guess, whatever his name is, sitting behind a desk. Literally, it's like a desk you would see at uh, a clerk's office or um, the DMV or something. Uh, it just does not seem very 
space adventurer to me. It seems like a like more like space bureaucrat. But the setup is this guy's giving the new young recruit that's you uh, the his history of the Yar. Comic book tells us the Yar descended from ordinary Earth houseflies. Looking at the game, I'd say maybe he's a dragonfly. I don't see a whole lot of housefly in him, but I guess that's evolution for you. Uh, back in the day, some of these ordinary houseflies um, wandered onto a space shuttle that took off into the outer space, crashed in a distant distant solar system. The flies mutated and evolved and eventually decided to call themselves Yars because shut up because they wanted to call themselves Yars. Don't ask too many questions. Um, they lived peacefully uh, on their Yar planet uh, for a long time evidently uh, making full use of their ability to literally consume anything and convert it into energy missiles. Um, but then one day, uh, I don't know, I guess they were bored, uh, the Kotile came along and destroyed their planet. This really annoyed the Yars, who vowed revenge against the Kotile. There's the revenge part. Now we know. Alien Autopsy video guy isn't so sweet and harmless. He wiped out the Yars' home planet. So that's the setup. And now we know. Comic book, maybe not so great. But it's awfully nice to have a setup for the game. Does that help the story a little bit? Maybe. But it's not in the game. Might be nice. This might be one of those times when uh, if they could have done a cutscene, they might have had one. So that we could see some of this. But we don't get that. Instead, we just jump into a, um, a, a deathmatch. Um, yeah, that's what we have. Well, that's all I got, uh, for this episode. Um, if you like this story, uh, tell your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, it helps other people find the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes. You can follow me on Twitter at Carnival of Glee. Um, you can like Atari Bytes on Facebook, too. Uh, remember, that's Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, my thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for the Creative Commons license to the music you heard in this show, including Discovery Hit, Pinball Spring, Take a Chance, and Reformat. Until next time, play some old games. They've missed you.